Hello, everyone. We are back again with another installment of The OJ Show. What's up, guys? I am DJ Jitterbug. <laughs> and I'm DJ Ocean. Today, we're going to be talking about Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. So, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons are a group that were popular like the 50s through the 70s. Yeah. I think they, were, they started dying out in the 70s, but they have some good songs from the 70s. Two of my songs from today are actually um, from their later years. Okay. I'm actually, I know I've heard probably quite a few of their songs, but like I looked up their songs, I'm like, oh, that seems familiar, but I can't seem to like, I can't be like, oh, like I definitely know that song by them. Mm. So I don't know. So I might know the ones you play, I probably won't, but, but yeah. we'll see. So, like, ones that I'm not going to play but are very popular, like, these are my three favorite songs okay. by them, right. but I've heard other people say they like these songs, like the Sherry, where it's like, Sherry, baby. <laughs> oh my Sherry, baby. Okay, no. <laughs> That's my impression. <laughs> and um, the other one is, there was later, it's the, it's with a full orchestra, mm-hmm. Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. And it's okay. It's like I love you, baby. Oh, I heard and it's that. Quite all right. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know. What yeah. Are. I I sound so uncultured right now, but I swear, like I'm just really bad with song titles. So those ones, I think. I think the second one is hard. Like I don't think a lot of people know the name of it because mm-hmm. it's like you think of like I love you, baby. And, right. And yeah, then you like, can't forget. If somebody the... asked me to guess the name of that song, I would have said I love you, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those are two of the really popular ones. There is actually a popular Broadway musical based off of them and their rise to fame. It's called Jersey Boys. They also actually made a movie of the same name. And it was directed by Clint Eastwood. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched that movie, and so that's why I know a little bit of the history. We are going to listen to three songs, and I'm going to have them played in chronological order. The first song is called Big Girls Don't Cry. Silly girl. Shame on you, your mom. 
How did you like that song? I liked it a lot. I like the guy that goes, like, every, like, however many seconds or whatever. But um, other than that, I liked it. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, the part where... So have you, have you looked at the, like, the lyric breakdown? I'm sure you have. But I know all the lyrics. Okay, so... Do you want... I can pick, pull them up. Okay. Yeah, because there's, like, the two scenarios they do, which I think is kind of cool. It's, like, the first one, he was, like, trying to break up with her. Okay, like, I'll tell you what I got from that. I'm not sure if this is true. This could be, like, entirely in the wrong direction. But, like, the first, like, thing he's talking about, he's, like, trying to break up with my girl. Like, she called my bluff. Is it basically, like, he was trying to, like, get her to, like, beg for him to stay, but she was, like, I don't do that. Yes. I'm a big girl. Okay, that's exactly what I got from it. So, like, that, I like that. That was cool. Because he was, like, trying to play games with her and, right. and like, pretend he was going to leave her, but she was, like, okay, you're leaving me, then. Right. He's, like, okay. But he thought she was going to be, like, you're no. not serious. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't serious, but. But then what about the part, I missed uh, it, he's, like. So that big girls do cry. Like, she's crying on her bed or something? Yes, because her mom found her crying in her bed. Oh. Yeah. And she was like, you fool. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, you total lie. You said big girls don't cry, but they do because gotcha. you're crying. Okay. I think it was it was kind of a cute song. I liked it. Frankie Valli was really famous because he was a male soprano, which is very rare. Is he the one that did the, the background? He does. I mean, they all sound. They all can go pretty high, right? Or no? He does the main singing. Like okay. he does the lead vocals. Gotcha. I was trying to see like who was singing that in the background. I know another person does like the falsetto, mm-hmm. but that might be him also right. singing. Yeah, like it could be more than one person. I'm pretty sure that's him. Like the cry yi yi okay. part. I like that part. <laughs> that's the part that like stuck with me. Like that's the part that would get like stuck in my head. Like, I'll just be walking down the hallway. Like, oh, it sounds like, um, um, oh, what's that song? Something for Ty, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's that song? Is it the Beach Boys? Oh, my God. Oh, Uptown Girl, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and when she knows what she wants from her Ty, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. And then he says, cry, yeah, yeah. That's what I think of. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Maybe he was inspired. <laughs> I was like, what is that song that I'm not thinking? Yeah, it's Uptown Girl. Duh. What was the time relation? This uh, Uptown Girl would be after, because that's Billy Joel, mm, who would be in a later right. time. So maybe it's maybe Billy Joel stole it from them. But it seemed like, um, so Uptown Girl was 1983. This would have been like 60-something. Okay. So it's definitely way before. Yeah. I mean, not like too much before, but. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was just curious. Yeah, this was 1963, so it was 20 years before. Okay. Um, that was going to drive me nuts if I didn't figure out what that was just now. <laughs> um. Yeah, this, all these songs are written by the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the, the keyboardist, or okay. like the person who plays the keyboard um, for the band. Mm-hmm. His name is Bob Gaudio. Okay. He was one of the first people that I looked into when I started getting into like who were finding out who were the writers, mm-hmm. whether it was um, shows that I liked or music that I listened to. Yeah. Because it really makes a difference. Like, anybody, I think, can sing, right. like, <clears throat> sing a song, 
but that doesn't make it a hit. Like, even right. if it's a technically challenging song, what makes it a good song is, like, who wrote it. Right. And so they weren't very popular until he joined the band. Mm-hmm. And the first hit that they had was Sherry. Right. And he wrote that on a bus on their way to their recording because <laughs> they were supposed to record all the samples. Oh, and that okay. was the sample that they really liked was the was Sherry. Mm-hmm. And that's really um, where they got famous. But I think without him, they, they would never have gotten anywhere. Okay. Well, and also, like, I know you mentioned, like, him being a soprano and, like... Frankie Valley. Yeah. yeah, I feel like when you listen to a lot of old music, I feel like that is a um, constant theme with older music is, like, the guys are hitting higher notes like that. Um, and I feel like for those last few decades, like, you know... Like it 60s, was popular. Yeah, going through. And, like, it was more popular. And I feel like guys now, like, don't really do that so much, like male singers. And I don't know if it's because, like... I don't know why. I don't know if that has to do more with the industry. Or like, if they're just getting people that, like... Like, I don't know. But I admire that, though, when a guy hits those higher notes. Yeah. Because I feel like you just don't see that a lot anymore. Um, like, the like one singer that's coming to mind right now, who's, like, more current, that hits really high notes and is, like, good at it, is um, Brendan Urie. Yeah. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. She made face. Yeah. But, yeah, like, and he really can, like, hit those high notes and like yeah. it sounds good and it reminds me of like that almost yeah I, I don't think he's a soprano but he can he has a huge range right but I think I think male sopranos were popular back then like in the 50s and 60s I think I have heard that right and I don't know if it was just like opposite to all the crooners that were like in the 40s and early 50s and right. this was like pop like and rock and roll like they wanted to have a different sound and so I don't I think maybe that's why they had a lot more sopranos but now I I don't really know of any famous just in case anybody doesn't know because I, I have met a few people that like I'll start talking about like sopranos and altos and like nobody knows what I'm talking about it's basically like sopranos like your vocal range is like higher um alto it's like a lot lower like I don't know when I was in choir they would put us in groups but like there was like alto there's, wait, what's the one under alto? Baritone? No. An alto? Um, they would put us in groups of, like, how like how high or low you can hit notes. And, like, it would be, like, soprano, soprano two, which would be, like, in the middle. And then, like, alto, which are, like, lower notes. And, like, I was always in alto. Contralto is the lowest okay. for a female. Cause it, so th- I don't think they broke it down that much oh. in middle school choir. But, so, like, they broke it into, like, four groups, and, like, the lowest one was, like, the guys pretty much. But, yeah. Yeah, the highest. So the scales go, like, for women, mm-hmm. for the female voice, the highest is soprano. Okay. And then it goes mezzo-soprano, mm-hmm. and which is in between the one before it and after it. The third is alto, and the lowest is Contralto, which would be like share. Okay. See, so instead of putting us in like mezzo soprano, mm-hmm. they said they called it soprano two. Like oh just, yeah yeah oh soprano two yeah that's okay. what they called it like to put us in the groups of like how we were gonna this is so off track and like has no relevance but I'm just saying like I was just trying to explain I, well like, yeah people didn't know what it was okay basically if you're soprano like you hit higher notes like that's what I was trying to get at yeah so, and there's there's overlap. For like the ranges, right? Um, but so okay, 
So it goes for females. It goes soprano, mezzo-soprano, alto, contralto. Right. And for males, the highest is tenor, then baritone, then bass. Mm-hmm. We are going to jump over to 1975. Mm-hmm. This is actually my favorite song of all time. Oh, really? Like, ever? Um, out of all the songs, ever? Let's, let me rephrase it. I think it's <laughs> the, the best song ever. Like, actually, okay. let's tie it with somebody to love. Let's, <laughs> let's do it, like, let's tie it. Because I love Queen, but, like, at the same time, like, this one song is okay. just so fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk it up too much, but, like, you guys might have heard it before, but you probably didn't know, like, what it was called. They play it at, like, 80s weddings, if you ever went to those. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever went to those. 80s weddings, yeah. I mean, nobody here has, maybe if our parents listen. Yeah, um, the name of this song is December 1963, Oh What a Night.
that piano at the beginning gets me every time. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Honestly, like, okay. I liked the song. I will start by saying that. I just feel like I don't have much to say about it. Like, you might be disappointed. But, like, I don't know. It just seems like... I don't know how to explain this without, like... Just do it. Just do it. I don't know. It just kind of was, like, seemed like background (laughs) music or something. I don't know. It's not really a song that I would be like, that's the best song ever. <laughs> like, there are better songs. But, like, it's a cute... I did not I didn't not like it, but it's not something that I would consider, like, the best song ever. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? I'm allowed to, because you freaking... Yeah, you're, al- you you're, you're allowed to. You're allowed to say whatever you want. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I... I think this was the best song, like, that they did, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such, a, like, a, a great mesh mm-hmm. of, like, them transitioning from doo-wop, their right. doo-wop phase, which was, like, a lot of their previous work, right. to, like, disco stuff. And so it was, like, such a mesh of that. And it's such a good dance song, too, like... I can see that. I can see, like, yeah. dancing to it somewhere at some sort of event. But, Yeah. It's not a bad song. It was originally supposed to be about the end of Prohibition. It was originally going to be called December 5th, 1933, oh, wow. when they repealed Prohibition and wow. everybody was partying. What a night. But then... <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought that was going to go over your head. I'm glad it, you went back to it. But, yeah. Yeah. They okay. The um, Frankie Valley wanted it to be different, and so... The writer Bob Gaudio changed his lyrics to be about like his first encounter with his soon-to-be eventual wife, because mm-hmm. like this this lady he didn't even know her name, mm-hmm. but they right. had a good time. As it says in the, yeah, and then <laughs> in the I mean, okay, I can see a hundred percent like putting myself in the shoes like in this era. Like, thinking about the song coming out, I could see how that could be, like, a really great song, like, at the time. This came out the same year as Bohemian Rhapsody, 1975. Well, you know which Just one as context. I better, but, <laughs> yeah, obviously, Bohemian I do. Rhapsody, but... Yeah, but this... I, I like it. It's just something... It, It's something, like, that transcends, like everyday being like just something about these songs like Mm -hmm. this song there's something special about it and somebody to love those are my two favorite songs of all time right and i think just as i'm listening to them like i can't help but be in this elevated state like you can't like there's just something about the music that's so special yeah that's why i like it i understand that you know, a lot of times, though, with, like, my, okay, my music taste, too, like, this song, for me, did not have, like, it obviously does have meaning, like, it obviously was telling an actual story, but I like songs that, like, have a lot of deep meaning that you have to kind of, like, either, like, I guess find the meaning to, and this song, for me, was not one of the songs. I feel like it just, like, they told you what it was about, like, you could yeah. tell. There's no, like, mystery, which I, like songs that you can kind of break down like that which I feel like you could tell like all the songs that I've picked so far for like 
you know, yeah, when it was you can my analyze turn, it. Yeah, you can really like break it down, or there's a lot of metaphors or whatever. But it, like I said, I it wasn't a bad song. But yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, this one was just like a fun party song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yep. not much to see. Right. Besides that. Right. Okay, our final song for today is also um, on the same album as that song, so it's also 1975. It's called Who Loves You.
loved that song. <laughs> I was, we were laughing during the, um, while she was playing it, because I was saying, I was, like, bashing on all the songs for being repetitive, and I'm like, this is the most repetitive one I've played, <laughs> and it's my favorite. But I really did like that song. That is a song that I can see myself leaving here and, like, adding it to my Spotify. <laughs> like, yeah, I liked it a lot. I'm surprised I never heard that song before. But is that not one of their, like, more I think popular it, songs? I think it was popular at the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think people have heard the first two that I played. I think those are more more played. I, I didn't hear this until I got their album. Yeah. And then I heard the song. And I really liked it. It's like a it's a fun cute song and like it it's is a uplifting. Cute song. Okay, so something I wanted to say too. So I'm a sucker for like, you know, in relationships and stuff. Like I like all the old fashioned stuff, like for the most part. Like I'm a very old fashioned like person when it comes to relationships. You know? Like like I don't know, all the things that the guy is like supposed to do. Like chivalry stuff? Like yeah, like close my door open for me, like blah blah blah, whatever. But like I'm a sucker for, like, the name, the names that, like, guys would call girls. Like, nobody calls their girlfriends, like, Pretty Mama anymore, but I feel like that is a big... They said it in this song. They I know they've said it a bunch of other times, but, like, I feel like Pretty Mama used to be a very common, like... Yeah, name. especially in the 70s. Yeah, they say it in uh, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Oh. Come on, Pretty Mama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They say it in a bunch of songs, but I think that is so, like... Nobody says that anymore, and I think it's so cute. I'm going to text your boyfriend right now and tell him to call you that. <laughs> no. He'll probably hear this, and then he'll be like, do I have to call her that? <laughs> no. Like, okay, that one I feel like is a little weird. I would not want to be called Pretty Mama. But I think it's just hearing it, like, in a song. Like, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, it's, like, it sounds good in a song. Yeah. Like, I call him Deer all the time, and I feel like Deer is such an old, like, I don't know. I feel like people don't yeah. call each other Deer. Like, I don't know, but that's such a whole, like, I don't know. But I think it's sweet. I call everybody dear. That's cute, though. See, only old ladies do that. Because I am like, one. I like, am one. It's I know, but, like, <laughs> it's the equivalent. I don't know if you guys ever see this. Like, I've seen this on Twitter, and, like, forgive me if this is, I don't know, but, like, um, it's, like, that sense of, like, love that you get when, like, an, uh, an older black woman calls you baby. Oh, like, my gosh, I've seen about, that. Yeah, like, it, that's so true. I love that. Yeah, it just is so, like, comforting. Yeah. Like, you just feel like they just have, like, this mom vibe when that happens. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, but I like that kind of stuff. Cute. Nice. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> um, point is, I like the song. Yeah. That's our conclusion. <laughs> And cute names for mm-hmm. people. Cute names for people. We, we should just, we just went through. We're like, I like this name, I like this name. No. Dear Darling Honey. Those are all cute. Mm-hmm. I'd those say, are good ones. I say all three of those, actually. Darling yeah. is the one I say the least. Yeah, because it has to be like, I feel like Darling is only for certain occasions or like a little bit sarcastic. Yeah, I like, agree. Why is it? Because it's like two syllables. Because deer is, like, sweet, like right. deer. Like, you can just add it in, like, as almost like an um, but, like, a sweet pause, and then you're, like, so you, your focus is on them, on deer. But right. darling is, like, darling. Like, you have, you have to, <laughs> that extra syllable, like, makes it kind of, like, you, you had to put that extra effort in. Right. Instead of saying deer, you said darling. So, like, why'd you do that? Maybe right. it's kind of sarcastic. I guess. 
Or it's only for certain situations. I think it depends. Yeah, I don't actually don't know if I've ever used dialing, like, now that I think about it. Maybe, like, once, and then I didn't like it, so I never used it again. (laughs) But I definitely say my dear. I say honey. I use, okay. Yeah, I like honey, too. I'm exposing our whole relationship, but I literally, (laughs) I say honey bunny all the time. Oh, my gosh. And it's mainly because um, one of my favorite books when I was little was Honey Bunny, Funny Bunny. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's one of my favorite books books like as a child and like I just think that's such a sweet term is honey bunny and I think it sounds cute cute, and I use it all the time so like I think my top three is like my dear my love and then honey bunny (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) love okay British people like where they say love all the time like yeah hello love like yeah it's so cute (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah British people I know they're adorable I wish I just had a British accent for like a day I wish I was British (laughs) (laughs) for a day yeah okay so we're gonna go ahead and do our mini topic for today um we struggled with this one so much we try to make our mini topics somewhat like to match our artists and it doesn't always work out but because we were doing this specific artist we wanted to do something around like love or relationships and Livy found this list that's like 36 questions of Like, if you, it has three sets, and if you sit down with somebody and you answer these questions to each other, then after these 36 questions, you're supposed to have fallen in love. Right, which we're not going to read all 36, but some of them we thought were, like, kind of interesting, and, like, I don't know, I, I'm calling BS, but, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but we're just, we're going to read, like, six of the questions, like, just to read them, I don't know, and then if this is something that anyone is interested in and wants to test it themselves, they can do it, so. Yeah, the list we're taking from is a New York Times article. It's called The 36 Questions That Lead to Love. Okay. So, um, okay, we could just take turns reading them, I guess. But, okay, so the first one, and, like, we'll both answer each question, but you can answer first. Um, It says, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Okay, so if I was answering this in middle school or early high school, it would definitely be Beyonce. (laughs) But in more recent times, um, I think it would be Stephen Moffat, who is, like, one of the writers for um, Doctor Who and also Sherlock. And I don't know, like, in the interviews, he just, like, has this sort of energy about him. And just to be, like, in the same room and, like, talk to him about, like, what his creative process is for writing... Right. I think that would be really fascinating. Hmm. Okay. Um, I would probably pick, like, Kaylee Williams, because, like, she's the lead singer of Paramore, and I've been, like, in love with her since I was, like, seven. So, I don't know, probably her. Just, because, I don't know, I think that would be cool to, like, hang out with her, you know? Okay. So the next question we chose, number three, is... Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say? Why? I used to. Like, <laughs> I don't anymore, I feel like, but I used to a lot. Um, so, <laughs> okay, it, de- it would depend on, like, who I was calling. Like, sometimes, like, I am a very anxious person, so, like, sometimes, um, you know, if I was calling somebody for, like, a job, or something like that, I would literally, like, 
while the phone was ringing, I would be like saying like over and over to my head in my head like what I would be saying or like even out loud like just like practicing different scenarios like oh if they said this I would say this type of thing, which is so much. But <laughs> yeah, so I used to. That's my answer. I don't anymore. But what about you? I I feel like that too. Like for a job or anything like that's related to that where you where it matters and like you're like if you're talking to somebody like kind of intimidating professionally. yeah professional but then it's kind of intimidating you're like oh my gosh I have to practice professionally yeah I, d- I don't have a lot of phone calls with a lot of people it's pretty <laughs> much for like job interviews or professionally related stuff or if I'm like hey where are you like mm-hmm. I'm standing outside <laughs> like <laughs> so I don't rehearse those see I get mad at my friends because like some of my friends I try to call them because I like having phone conversations. Like, even if it's just, especially if it's for something, like, quick that I just need to know, like, right there and then, like, I like calling people. And, like, so many of my friends will not pick up the phone and then text me right away and be like, <laughs> hey, what's up? And, like, but they're not doing anything. Like, I get it if you're, like, in the middle of something and you can't pick up the phone, but, like, they're not doing anything. And then they're like, what do you need? And, like, I needed you to answer the phone. <laughs> but, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't answer. Okay, I will I will answer your calls now, but like, okay, the first two times you called me, oh. I did not have you in context, and I 100% was like, okay, I'm not going to buy insurance, and then I would just like oh not not I wasn't indirecting you. I was just letting you know. No, I know. It wasn't about I know. you. <laughs> so I'm saying like you can call me. Like Thanks. I just Thanks, Libby. Yeah. Okay. Uh number 7 is do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? That's a really weird question. Mm, um, my gut feeling says a car for some reason. Or really? just, like, natural causes, you know, just hanging out. Just That's the thing. My gut feeling says natural causes. But I feel like everybody feels that way. And then, like, you know. My gut feeling is car. There. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mine is. Like. Yeah. I think mine is natural causes. If it's not natural causes, like, I don't even know what it would be. I don't know. I can't imagine myself being, like... Dead in every other, any other situation. Yeah. I don't know. But who knows? Life is crazy. All right. Number... Go ahead and read number 12. Number 12 is, If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Invisibility, for sure. I would love... Okay, this was always my answer. You know how, like, they would always ask you in, like, middle school, like, what would your superpower be and why? Like, I can never give them... Well, so, like, (laughs) my reason for as a child was so much different than my reason... Is so much different than my reason now. Like, as a child, I would be like... (laughs) This is... I'm so... (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this. It's so bad. But I would be like, oh, I'd love to be invisible invisible so I could, like, punch people and they wouldn't know it was me. (laughs) But now I'm like, I would love to be invisible so I could just, like, leave the house and go, like, you know... Or just, like, go outside or whatever and, like, not have to worry about, like what I'm wearing or, like, any of that, you know? Oh, yeah. Right. You could just be naked and... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> just walk around the block naked and not get on the sex offenders list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not that exactly, but... But, yeah, no, I mean, I would like to just go out, like, to anywhere and just, like, sweatpants or whatever and just... Yeah. You know, have just to walk around. It. Yeah, not have to worry about it. Um, yeah. What about you? Well, I think it would be, like, to see... 
not to read people's minds. I think that was like an old one that I had, but mm-hmm. I think that would get boring. Like if you really could just read people's minds all the time, I don't think that's that fun. Like life wouldn't be as fun. I feel like you would not be. I feel like if you could read people's minds, you would end up not associating with anybody, like ever, just because. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that people don't say or. You know, like you they shouldn't get, like, say yeah that they sometimes. shouldn't say or like it could even be about you and like they might not even really feel that way but sometimes you just have thoughts that like run through your head and then yeah like, i just feel like you would have a and problem with like, everybody Oops. for something that they didn't even say yeah yeah but i think really like it would be to be able to see like the results of your actions like even if it was just like a flash to like um what would be like their reaction to like what you said or, like, oh. if you decided to, like, call up, like, this person or right. pursue, like, this career, like, and then you could, like, project just a little bit, like, into the future or, like, have, like, almost like a flashback but, like, a flash forward just to, like, a different right. part to see, like, where would this decision lead to, you well, know? Okay. Just to have, I've like, a, heard an idea. i a take on it like that. Like, you'd want to know based on, like, what you do. Yeah, so then you, like, people, make like, the best decision. Stuff. Gotcha. That's kind of, like... Yeah, like in movies or whatever, where they're like, like one thing changes in the past, and then like everything else is like yeah. changed and whatever because of that one thing. Which you know, that's more if you believe that like things work that way or not. But I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read number thirteen. Yeah, movies have told us that, but like we You're, don't know right. that. Yeah, I don't think there's a way to know. Yeah, there, there's not, a lot of things that you those. just can't know. Right. Um. Okay. Number 13 says, um, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, your future, or anything else, what would you want to know? That's a tough question. Like, if, wow. Like, if you could know the truth about absolutely anything, what would you say? I guess, um, I don't know. I kind of always wondered, like, what it would be like if I, like, dropped out of college, like, what my life would be. Right. Like, if I just was, like, going to be a YouTuber or something. I don't know. Just try <laughs> to, like, do something else with my life. Like, I'd wonder, like, how it would turn out, like, if I'd be all right. Because, like, I, I mean, I, I don't think I'm the kind of person where I, like, need a lot of, like, physical material, mm-hmm. material things. Yeah. And so I don't know if I'd just be able to, like, work part-time just doing whatever and then just have a chill, really chill life. Right. You know, like, instead of, like, trying to go to college and then, like, get, like, a high-paying job. Right. That's interesting. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, I feel like mine is, like, somewhat similar to yours, but I should kind of have to think about it while you're talking. But, like, um, so, like, I have anxiety. Right, and, like, it's something I was, like, born with and, like, dealt with, like, my whole life. Um, I have generalized anxiety disorder is what it's called. Um, and, you know, psych is, like, something, psychology is something that really, like, has caught my interest and, like, something I felt like I just already knew a lot about even before learning about it. Like, I feel like it was just a natural thing for me. And I always wonder if, like, if I didn't, if I hadn't gone to therapy, if I didn't have, like, you know, an anxiety disorder, all that, if that would have been the profession that I chose. 
like for my career like I really wonder if that's the path I would have gone on because I feel like one of the reasons I'm like good at it and like know what I'm doing is like I've experienced it you know so I feel like I would know how to help other people who are in that situation as well so I always wonder like if I didn't have that like relationship to it if I would even be going to school to be a psychologist or not yeah I I wanted to do psychology like when I was in middle school I don't know why I just decided that I really liked psychology and the idea of just like talking to people and trying to help them right but I think it had changed like by the time I had gone into high school but um it was like my junior year when I um like I had like a breakdown and I think going through that experience really changed like how how I think think about like other people who are going through things like I think it's um it's made me a lot more receptive and like I guess understanding to like because I I can relate to that like I can understand like what's the best way to help them because like I've like experienced that like in right um, you have a new perception of people and other people's experiences even if you don't fully understand like er, even if you don't fully understand or you don't fully know what's going on with another person you have a whole new view mm-hmm. of how things work and how they work and things like that and it m- makes you more like empathetic and you know all of that like when you have gone through things yourself rather than if you haven't Because, like, if you've never had, like, a mindset of somebody who is struggling like that, then you might not understand, like, how how they need help. Right. Yeah, exactly. I just got really deep. Um, <laughs> okay, now I can kind of see, okay, I just, I called BS on these questions, but I feel like depending on some people's answers, like, I don't know, maybe you would. Not that I'm falling in love with you <laughs> right now, because I'm not, but I'm just saying, like, you know yeah when i if, when i read when people too. get to com- i love deep conversations like that's that's i feel like one of the main things that started mine and connor's relationship was like we literally the moment we knew we wanted to be together it was our second date and we were going to get food we were going to get jimmy john's okay and you know we went we parked and we're about you know and we were both hungry but we were in the car for, like, a half hour just talking and talking and talking <laughs> about, like, whatever we were talking about. Like, we were just so lost in our conversation. And, you know, a half hour, almost an hour goes by, and we were like, oh, like, should we go in and get food? Like, we just completely <laughs> forgot. And, like, that was the moment that, like, I knew I wanted to be with him because I feel like I had never, like, I don't know, got lost in a conversation like that with somebody mm-hmm. that I barely even knew, you yeah. know? So, I don't know. I like deep conversations. I've had that experience before, and it seems like it's only been, like, with a couple people, but when the conversation flows, it's just so yeah. awesome. And, it like, you don't you even have click. to think about it. Right. And it's, It doesn't feel forced. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, you're just talking. I mean, I remember um, when I was a freshman, there was this one girl who was a senior, and, like, we um, we went on a field trip and, like, just on the bus. Like, that time went by so fast. Because, yeah. Because, like, we didn't even – we just – we're talking about whatever and I don't know it was just so fascinating because like I would think of things that I don't usually think about like when I'm just like having a normal conversation like 
something about like the way she responded then like that triggered my memory and so I think like we were just feeding off of each other like to talk that was really an awesome experience and like I think that's important like for anybody to have like deep relationships with people yeah I think that social interaction I mean like obviously social interaction is important but the way that you take advantage of advantage of those experiences I think can shape you as a person greatly we're st- <laughs> we say- see we're getting lost in our conversations oh um, my gosh behind me number 16 okay our final our last question. yeah our final question is what do you value most in a friendship um i mean this it sounds like stupid or cliche not stupid but just typical it's like honesty 100 percent honesty i value that in any type of relationship not just friendships but I just, I don't know, if you can't be honest with each other and you aren't honest with each other, I feel like a lot of other things just fall apart naturally, like, Mm -hmm. with not having that one component of your friendship, and then, you know, and it it breaks trust, like, if you can't be honest with someone, even honesty, but I appreciate honesty in everything, not even honest, but just about, like, you know, like, there's people who are fake and they act like they like you and they don't, like, not even just like that, but, I don't know. People, you know you have a good friendship or relationship with somebody when they make you a better person or they make you see things in yourself that you might have not otherwise seen, I feel like. And they're honest about those things. Like, because communication for me is a big thing. And so, like, if you guys are having, like, you're at a disagreement or whatever and, you know, but then you, you have... It's about how you can communicate to get past that, not necessarily about, you know, how that thing is happening. Like, I've I've said before, like, you know, getting into arguments in relationships, like, I don't think it's about, to an extent, how much you argue or, you know, that kind of thing, but how can you get past, are you able to get past it, and how you get past it is a big thing for me. Like, if you're both just like, oh, we're just going to drop it and never talk about it again, you're not going to get anywhere else in your relationship, you know? But if you're able to sit down and talk about it, then it's a different story. Obviously, like, in certain situations, like, there are some things that... There, there could be a lot more going on, but I just mean about, like, petty little things or... Like, to whatever. drop it if it's, like, a petty thing? Like, you didn't get the milk, and then... No, <laughs> I... No, but, like, you know, I don't know. The reason I say to an extent is because, like, obviously if something major is happening, like... Yeah. You know... I'm going to put a trigger warning in here because I feel like I should. But if somebody is being, like, abused by their, you know... Significant other. Significant other, obviously that's not something that, like, you should get past. Like, you should not be in that relationship anymore. I just mean with, like, other arguments that aren't that extreme, you know, it doesn't... I don't think it matters necessarily how much you're arguing or what you're arguing about. It's more of how you can deal with it and still be okay with each other and have a good relationship. Both people should be able to compromise um, because people are always right. going to be different. Right, yeah, everyone's always, not. you're not always, that's the other thing is accepting that you're not always going to see eye to eye on certain things. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing that people don't realize right away or whatever. It's like you're going to disagree on stuff. Like it's yeah. just naturally going to happen. And it's like at the end of the day, you don't necessarily have to come to an agreement. You just need to understand that you're not going to 
and okay are you gonna be okay after that you know yeah because it's it's not a good thing to like never argue because then like that just means that you're like ignoring issues or somebody's like not feeling heard Mm -hmm. or like they're just going with whatever the other person says right which like isn't how it should be yeah yeah that's the other thing it's like disagreeing because you just want to be like over or like you don't want to talk about it so you just agree with them like that's basically the same as being like let's just not talk about it anymore. yeah because like when you're in a rela- relationship you should feel like you can be yourself with them like completely right yourself the problem with not talking about stuff is like like if you decide to drop it like if it's not something super petty like that right and mm-hmm. you just decide to drop it and you're like oh we're not gonna talk about it anymore you're basically lying because it's like you are gonna talk about it again you don't realize that you are but like in your next argument it's like you know things are gonna come up and they might not even come up in a way of like you're bringing it up but like those feelings are there and like yeah. you know because you never resolved that problem before so but yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't <laughs> getting so like deep i like it but yeah i just i don't know i don't, I don't have, think i have anything else to say about that okay I guess you never really answered the question. That was all my answer, <laughs> pretty much. So if you would like to, if there's anything else you want to add, go ahead. Okay. I think, I think mine is actually pretty similar. Like, you mentioned honesty and trust. Right. And everything. But I think the biggest one for me is trust. Mm-hmm. Like, like fundamentally, like, if you can trust the, the integrity of the person, mm-hmm. I think is important. And so, like... I think that includes like the honesty and everything like if you can trust them to do the right thing not only like in regards to your relationship but also like mm-hmm. their life yeah I, th- I think that really helps like like if you don't if you can't trust the person like you can't be open with them like right I think trust is is really important yeah that that is a big thing because then once you break someone's trust too like if you're lucky enough that they decide to be with you anyway or still be friends with you anyway, it's it's not it's not like they're just gonna trust you right away again. Um, and that person puts themselves, I think, at a big risk when they do that. So if you do break someone's trust, <laughs> yeah, you bet you better be lucky if that person still sticks around, because it's. I think that's one of the biggest problems with relationships today. There's not a lot of trust. And a lot of it is people go... A lot of it is, you know, people go into relationships already not having trust or whatever for whatever reason. You know, or, I mean, like, cheating is, like, a big thing. Like, I see, you know, go on Twitter, go on whatever, hear people talk. Like, cheating... Listen to songs. Listen to songs. Literally, cheating is so, like, not... I don't want to say normalized, but kind of, in a way... Like, for some people. Because you hear about it so much. Yeah, you just, yeah, it's like it's like not violence. even. Right, yeah, it's just not even, it's like it almost is not, like, a huge deal, but, like, really, like, that can really emotionally, like, destroy somebody. I think, like, pretty much almost everybody I know has, like, myself included, has, like, been cheated on at some point. Like, like, why? <laughs> like, why are people doing that? It's understand. it's my time again to say that something I've never done. I've never <laughs> been cheated on. <laughs> or that so that you know of. The, or my son. Uh, well, okay. Well, have you ever been put in a position to get cheated on? No. 
Like, so you got it done, like, enough? Not long enough, I don't think. And I don't think it was super long enough. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't I think hope so. they didn't. I'm not, that's not, I sounded like such a brat <laughs> just now. No, I hope they didn't cheat it's on you. It's only been, but a, like. Dang. Well, I guess, yeah. I guess I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure I've never been cheated on. And that's my. I mean, that's good. I hope not. That's my never have I ever for this Never episode. have I ever. Okay, wait, so, so, I feel like we should recap every time, but I don't even remember all of them. I know you've never been to a concert, never been cheated on. Never been on an airplane. Never been on an airplane. You've never, never gotten your eyebrows done. That was the yeah. other thing we were going to bring up. Because I don't think, I feel like last episode, one of the episodes we didn't say one, I think. Oh, yeah. that's. I think it was okay. the last episode. So we got to make forgot. up for it. So the eyebrows done. Is I've also. never gotten my nails done at a place either. So oh, like, yeah, nails. I'm going to put that we'll as one. We'll count those together, yeah. yeah. I told her that I would take her to go get her. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go get her. Yeah, but yeah. Get the whole spa treatment mm-hmm. or something. But yeah. So I think that's a wrap. I think that's it, right? Okay. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yep. All right. Well, I'm DJ Ocean. And I'm DJ Jitterbug signing off. All right. And we will see you guys on our next episode of The OJ Show.